Welcome to In Layman's Terms, a podcast that tells stories about the body of Christ. Once a month, I share a story about people living as disciples of Jesus. Other weeks, I share brief lessons from the Bible. I'm your host, Todd Seifert. I have more than 20 years of experience teaching Sunday school classes for teenagers on up to 90-somethings. My day job is working in communications ministry for the United Methodist Church in what is known as the Great Plains Conference, meaning the approximately 1,000 churches of Kansas and Nebraska. My goal is to introduce concepts about Jesus Christ to people who either haven't read the Bible before, who have a difficult time understanding the Bible, or who just want a refresher. As the name of the podcast suggests, my message comes to you in layman's terms. I'm not ordained clergy, but I study the Bible regularly, and I'm excited to share stories and concepts with you about God's love for you and for all people. Let's dive into this week's Bible lesson. I've been fascinated with the concept of motive for as long as I can remember. I think it has something to do with all the crime drama shows I watched as a kid and that I find so interesting even to this day. I realize I'm several years late to this party, but I finally got around to listening to the NPR podcast Serial, which featured in its first season in 2014 the unusual case of Adnan Saeed, a teenager at the time accused of killing his former girlfriend and classmate in 1999. Throughout all the twists and turns in this case, which still makes a few headlines these days thanks to the appeals and other legal maneuvers, what still sticks with me is what to me appears to be a lack of motive to commit such a crime. Indeed, motive seems to have a negative connotation, the word I mean. Why did someone do something bad to someone else? It's an important word. Why? It goes beyond simple answers sometimes, and it goes beyond just crime, thank goodness. We have everyday motives all the time. I don't eat a lot of sugar because as a type 2 diabetic I don't want to harm my body any more than it already is. We tell fibs to protect the secret of the surprise party for a loved one. Sometimes motives are entirely helpful. Take the character of Elsa from Disney's Frozen. She barricades herself in her room for years out of fear that she will harm someone with her magical powers to freeze people and things. In the Indiana Jones movie series, Harrison Ford's character puts himself in danger time and time again out of a love of preserving historical objects. And in the wildly popular Harry Potter books and movies, remember Professor Dumbledore willingly dies at the hand of Professor Snape so that Snape would look more powerful to Lord Voldemort, something that becomes critical later in the series as a means of fooling the villain and protecting Harry Potter. And, in a story appropriate for this Christmas season, remember the tale of Mickey and Minnie Mouse in Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas. They each work hard to buy a gift to go with something each one treasures but they each have to sell that item to afford to buy the gifts for each other. It's sad that their gifts are useless, but it's a sweet story about love and a desire, a motive, to make someone else happy. Yes, motive can be complicated. Well, sometimes. Since we're coming so close to Christmas, I think we should explore why we even have this holiday. It's not really about buying presents, Santa Claus, Rudolph, and other elements of the season. Not that I don't enjoy those elements. But Christmas is a religious holiday, when we celebrate the birth of Jesus, the Christ child. And so that gets us to that one question, why? Why did God send Jesus to earth? What was God's motivation? Let's explore and find out together. Now in our last Bible teaching episode, we talked about Jesus representing the light of the world, and we use the biblical text from John chapter 1, verses 1-18 through 18 as our foundation for that talk. 
We'll bounce around a little bit today, but we're going to focus mostly on a verse that many people are familiar with, John 3.16, but we'll also read verses 17 through 19. You may want to follow along in a Bible, or you can read from an app such as Bible Gateway or the YouVersion app for your phone or tablet. Both are found in the Apple App Store and on Google Play. We're on John chapter 3, verses 16 through 19. If you're unfamiliar with how the Bible is put together, this is actually the fourth book of what we call the New Testament. It's roughly two-thirds of the way back from the very front of your Bible. I'll be reading from the Common English Bible. It's a translation I like because it tends to use more contemporary language, which makes the Bible a little easier to understand on the first attempt of studying the Scriptures. Here's what our text says today. Again, it's John chapter 3, verses 16 through 19. God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him won't perish, but will have eternal life. God didn't send his Son into the world to judge the world, but that the world might be saved through him. Whoever believes in him isn't judged. Whoever doesn't believe in him is already judged, because they don't believe in the name of God's only Son. This is the basis for judgment. The light came into the world, and people love darkness more than the light, for their actions are evil. Hmm, there's that concept of light again, just like we talked about last time. Well, when we return to in layman's terms, I'll share what I think about those verses that we just read. We'll talk about what they're trying to tell us in the 21st century. Matthew 28 tells us to make disciples of Jesus Christ, but how can you do that? You can help by providing some inspiration each morning to someone else. Just go to www.greatplainsumc.org slash dailydevotions. Once there, you'll find a QR code and a link to a sign-up page. Pick your day and your topic. If you need some assistance, there's even a link to the Vanderbilt University Daily Lectionary. Follow the instructions for submitting your devotion, and you've done your part to help inspire and encourage others in their Christian walk. Again, that's www.greatplainsumc.org slash dailydevotions. Help make more disciples today. How does your church celebrate big events? How does it gather the community together? How does it sometimes introduce you to people you might not have known? Many times in the Great Plains, it's with a potluck dinner. And that's what we try to do with our podcast, Potluck. This is David Burke from the Great Plains Conference and host of Potluck, where we do, in audio form, all the things a potluck dinner does. Celebrate big events, gather the community, and introduce you to new and interesting people. Listen to Potluck, available at greatplainsumc.org. Welcome back to In Layman's Terms. This week we're talking about John chapter 3, verses 16 through 19, and we're exploring God's motive for sending Jesus to earth. Like I said, we just read that passage from John, which ended with a verse that said, The light came into the world, and people love darkness more than the light, for their actions are evil. So what do those verses mean? Well, here's a brief rundown from my studies. First, God loved the people of the world so very much that he sent his only son into this world to live among us, to live like one of us, to experience life as we do. Second, through Jesus we can have eternal life, 
It just requires belief that Jesus is the Savior for you, for me, for everybody, without exception. Third, God didn't send Jesus to condemn sinners. That's all of us. God wouldn't have had to have done anything to do that. He could have just let us continue down our sinful journey, let us do what we wanted to do, and we would be condemned because we would be sinners. Instead, God takes the alternate route. He sends Jesus as a way of saving us, to serve as our sacrifice on our behalf, to die for our sins. Finally, what is the basis for judgment? It's turning our backs on the light, turning our backs on Christ. Remember, He is the light. Instead of believing in Jesus and asking Him to take a place in our hearts, People are judged when they shun Jesus and his teachings in favor of the things that we think are more fun or that provide more pleasure or that put ourselves or something else ahead of God. It's when people choose darkness over light that they are judged. Now, all this was necessary because of the sinful nature of all people. I'm a country music fan, and singer Luke Bryant has a song that proclaims, I believe most people are good, and I tend to agree with that. But while most people may be good... All people are sinners. You, me, everybody. If you're interested, you can go to the very beginning of the Bible and read Genesis chapter 3 to learn how Adam and Eve failed God. Now, it's easy to blame them, but I urge you not to do that because let's just be honest. If they hadn't done so, somebody else would have long before now. Anyway, sin enters the world, and it seems like humankind can't get enough of it. Just like now, people way back then Pretty soon they drank too much, they hurt other people, they marginalized people who weren't exactly fitting the description of, quote, normal, unquote. They robbed from each other, they committed sex crimes, they worshipped idols. In general, back then, just like today, people failed to live up to God's lofty goals for them. So God took action. God sent the law. No sirens, no handcuffs, no jails. It's not that kind of law. In this case, the law means a code for living. How to worship God, how to build a strong relationship with our Creator, how to love others, care and support for each other, and how to stay healthy. Jewish people call the first five books of the Bible, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy, the law. Within those pages are 613 rules for conduct on everything from what you shouldn't wear to what you shouldn't eat to how to repay a person if you accidentally kill one of their farm animals. With so many laws, though the people tried really hard, at least at times, they couldn't measure up. They broke those laws, and they couldn't escape the grip of sin in their lives. One of the New Testament writers, Paul, we'll talk more about him in future episodes, tells us in his letter to the Romans, in chapter 10, verse 4, that, quote, Christ is the goal of the law, which leads to righteousness for all who have faith in God." Unquote. In other words, the whole idea behind the law was to help people realize how they could live together in harmony, how they could care for each other and love God. Paul is telling us that belief in Jesus and doing what Jesus stood for fulfills the goal behind all 613 of those rules. By believing in Jesus, we can be righteous. We can be justified. 
we can be saved for eternity. So, with that in mind, let's go back to John 3.16. God so loved the world that He gave His only Son, that everyone who believes in Him won't perish, but will have eternal life. The result is people who believe in Jesus as their Savior are promised eternal life in God's kingdom of heaven. But why? Let's go back to that question. What is God's motive for doing all this? Because God loves us. Period. It's really that simple. God sent Jesus to earth to live among us, to die for us, to be raised from the dead, to provide us with hope. A hope of an eternal life with God. Because God loves us. What a pure, simple, but profound motivation. That's all it is. It's not some long, drawn-out theory like we might find in one of those engaging Robert Patterson crime novels. It's not some highbrow political motivation like we may read in history books or hear about in documentaries. God so loved the world. It's short, just five or six words depending upon your biblical translation. It's simple. It's refreshing. It's soothing. This holiday season, you may be going through some tough times. You might not have a firm grasp yet on who exactly Jesus is or what role he can play in your life. But you can know this. God loves you, you, so much that God sent his only son, Jesus, to teach you, to die for you, because God loves you. Next week, we'll go through the whole Christmas story. From about nine months before Jesus is born to a baby resting in a manger, We'll take the stories from Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the four Gospels in our Bible, and we'll put the story together in one narrative, in order, so you can better understand what happens and when. And as we review this holy, mysterious story, you can remember that through it all, God's motive was that as our Creator, He loves us so much that God's only Son was a price worth paying for all humankind. If you're willing, Please pray with me. Gracious and loving God, thank you for loving us. Some of us may not have a strong relationship with you yet. Some of us may not even believe in you quite yet. But we are learning and we are trying. We thank you for your patience. Help us to grow in wisdom as we grow in our faith. Thank you for this festive time of year and for the baby Christ child, whom we are preparing to celebrate. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. In Layman's Terms is a podcast sponsored by the Great Plains Conference of the United Methodist Church and by me, your host, Todd Seifert. If you liked what you heard in this episode, please go rate us and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, or wherever you're listening. It helps other people find us. Our music comes via a licensed subscription with First Com Music. You can find archive podcasts on my website, toddseifert.com, or via a link on the Great Plains Conference website, greatplainsumc.org podcasts. Feel free to email me any questions or suggestions to tseifert at greatplainsumc.org. I'll do my best to respond as quickly as possible. 
Thanks again for listening. Until next time, please do what you can to help make more disciples of Jesus Christ. You can play a small part in helping change a life.